0: Hello, and welcome to the Wired BioHealth Podcast. My name is Jacqueline Hall, and I am joined by your show's host, Dr. Evelyn Higgins. Hey, Jackie. Great to be with you again, Doc. Likewise. So tell me, what do you have coming up this week?
1: Oh, you know, um, Halloween is approaching, so I have to work on my costume. Your costume. (laughs) I love that. Um, To pivot, you know, we
0: think about focus being the top of everyone's mind. Either you're saying, I have to focus, or I'm having trouble focusing. Always. So we're talking about juggling the upcoming holidays. We're talking about juggling work, family life, trying to have a social life somewhere in there. And if somebody's struggling with a behavioral health complexity such as ADHD, how much more stress a time of joy becomes?
1: Oh, my gosh. It would just wipe it away.
0: Yeah. You're yeah. so worried about what you're doing, what you're not doing, and you're yeah, in your you're head in here all day. All day. Yeah. 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 That's so funny that we yeah. did that at the same time because that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Um, so I can't think of a better guest to join us for today's episode. Um, it's, we're going to be speaking with Brooke Schnittman. She is the founder of Coaching with Brooke. Um, that's an ADHD executive functioning coaching company for students and adults ages eight to 80. Wow. Wow. a Really broad range. That's impressive. Um, And has dedicated her career to helping thousands of individuals with ADHD for 20 years who are meeting with chaos, frustration, shame by providing them with tools and accountability to focus their attention and to thrive. So without further ado, Brooke.
2: Thank you so much for having me, Dr. Higgins. It's a pleasure to be here.
1: Oh, absolutely. Thank you. Those words, chaos, frustration, shame. Yeah, all of it, right? So, how did you never heard of it before, right? (laughs) How did you even get into the work that you do, Brooke?
2: Yeah, that's an interesting question. So, um, my parents are educators. My mom was a math teacher. My dad owned a school and a camp. And I went to undergrad for general education. I just thought I would take, follow in their footsteps. And I realized I took one special education class in general education. And I said, I need to know more about this if, like, the majority of my students are going to have some sort of disability. You know, I need to differentiate the learning. So I dove into getting my master's head first, not knowing that I had ADHD, but I was, it was very ADHD of me. Um, <laughs> and got my master's in one year from NYU in special education. The day after I graduated, I started a uh, teaching job as a special education wow. teacher, then moved up, um, to an assistant director of special education. So I did all of that for 15 years. But then when I realized, in administration that there's so many laws right against what we can provide for students and what we can't. And also the administrative piece, I felt like I wasn't getting that chance to really see their growth um, too much red tape. So I decided to start my own company, but I wasn't sure what it was. And then fast forward, I bump into someone in Florida. I moved to Florida and she said, you would be a great ADHD coach. Still didn't know I had ADHD. And then literally I took a course and then I just rolled it all in. I started my company, I started my website, like all over one weekend and just you know, that was it. And then I took more courses and more courses, and more courses. And here I am five years later with eight coaches. It's been amazing.
1: Wow.
0: Good for you. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it.
0: That just shows what the that part of the ADHD brain can do when you find that thing that spark that lights you yeah, up, there's super no power. stopping you. It is a superpower. Yeah. yeah,
2: There is no stopping me. I can look back and think about, you know, of course thing weaknesses of mine throughout the years or signs of ADHD throughout the years, but so many things that ADHD did for me to accelerate me forward. And Absolutely. so many times where I took risks where, um, you know, I just, decided to say, I'm not going to overthink this and I'm just going to do it and see what happens. Mm -hmm. So,
0: yeah, absolutely. What have you kind of seen as the transition from when you got started in your education through the administrative through saying, now I need to pivot and become a coach? What are those noticeable changes within ADHD?
2: I think that just more adults know that they have it. You know, I was working directly with students who have ADHD, but I didn't know I had it myself. Mm -hmm. And um, there's definitely more awareness surrounding adult ADHD and also children with ADHD. Um, But, you know, you see it a lot more in social media. I know TikTok since 2020, I think, has uh, like 6.4 billion hashtags with ADHD. So it's great because people are starting to understand their brain a little bit more and starting to seek help and learn what works for them, what doesn't work for them. And, um, awareness is always the first key. So I think that that is one of the big things as far as the school system goes, you know, there's still, I love education. I, um, endorse public education. I loved the schools that I worked at. Um, and there's training on ADHD. You know, people are asking me to train. Um, but you know, there's like in any profession, some people want to understand and some people don't. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I see.
0: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. And talking about the late diagnosis, I think for a lot of adults, there's so much shame and it's that symptom presentation of they just seem to not care. Maybe they're depressed or they're so anxious they can't calm down and all of these character flaws when in reality we're addressing that biological piece because until we do testing, we don't know what neurotransmitters or genetic snips are right. causing those symptoms. So how the heck is a coach supposed One's to be supposed able to, to dive in, right. you know? Right. And, you know, it's so
2: interesting that you say that because I am actually working with a coach and she had done um, all of the tests and she was convinced that she had ADHD, but the test did not come back with ADHD. One test said, okay, we suspect that you have it, but there's all these other things. And finally, she said, you know what? I spoke to my therapist. I got on antidepressants. I got my thyroid taken care of because she had hyperthyroidism. She increased her dose and now she's able to focus and she's able to thrive in a week. Mm-hmm. So for her, it wasn't ADHD. Right,
0: right. And that's really the danger when we start diagnosing based on vocabulary, right? Because depending on the depth of someone's vocabulary or the words they choose to use, that can lead to a different diagnosis. And you start down this rabbit trail of it's got to be this, it's got to be this. When
1: in reality, so far from it. And then that emotional cascade of you've got oh my gosh, I've got this, I've got this, I've got this. Well, no, I don't. And and that just talk about making somebody live in a yeah a, a horrendous state. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I get, I get messages all the time. In fact, this morning, I got a message from someone that says, you know, do I have BPD? I said, I don't know. I'm not a therapist. And I you know, if I was, I wouldn't be able to diagnose you. Thank you (laughs) for saying that and being honest though. (laughs) You know, on a DM. Right, right. right. On Um, on a DM. (laughs) Yeah. She's like, well, my therapist is saying this and that, and these are the traits. Isn't narcissism a trait of BDP? I said, listen, Just from the little I know about BDP, like there are a lot of overlapping conditions in ADHD and BDP, but you need a very thorough diagnosis. But she can't afford it. You know, like she's already seen two doctors. It's it's a lot. It's heavy for people, especially when you don't have the resources, time, patience the self-esteem. Right. There's so many factors.
1: Or know where to start even, you know, you just start like throwing darts and hoping something lands close.
2: Right. Right. And then talk about the analysis paralysis and the shame that goes into it. Like I have that person who was asking me a coach, you know, like, I can't give you that answer. I wish I could, Mm -hmm. but maybe try this, but Mm -hmm. you can't try that. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. it's this, um, like almost a feeling of loss in many cases. Sure.
0: And I think you get so many people who come to your podcast, to our podcast, looking for answers because somehow, not necessarily that medicine has failed them, but they're saying, I'm not finding the answer to the question that's uniquely mine. Mm -hmm. And so you begin to have to become a detective for your own mental health. Um, And that can be the scary part too, because Brooke, you were honest saying that I can't diagnose you via a DM, but think about how many people out there who are saying I can do just that.
2: (laughs) No, it's so sad. First of all, I can't diagnose period, you know, like I'm not a doctor. And second of all, yeah, I'm not diagnosing you on some like quick online thing. If I was a doctor, you know, right. it's very right. thorough. Right. Yeah.
0: That's no, that's exactly right. And so now I'm curious, what brought you to um, authoring your latest book?
2: So, ugh, ADHD. <laughs> Again, the superpower. Yep. <laughs> well, it's funny. So I literally, it was just like the next thing, unfortunately, on my bucket list. Plus, I wanted to help more people who couldn't afford my services, to be honest. And um, I have this signature program called 3C Activation. It is a high ticket item and not everyone can afford it. Mm-hmm. So I said, you know what? I want to put this all in a book and make it accessible to everyone out there. And I'm going to get it done in 72 hours.
0: Whoa.
2: Chat GTP included or no? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly that didn't happen. <laughs> but I, I, I tricked my brain and I legitimately thought, I'm like, oh, I see all these YouTubers out there that like are chat GPTing the the 72 hours thing. Like I'm going to do that too. Yeah. And, you know, it goes against everything I stand for. So it helped me create an outline. Mm-hmm. And also, once I started digging into it, it helped me hyper-focus too, Mm -hmm. right? Because I had that deadline of 72 hours. But then after three days, I'm like, there's no way. So seven months later, I finished my book and got it out two months after that. So in the grand scheme of things, it wasn't a very long process. Mm -hmm. um, But that's what I need. I need, you know, this needs to be done yesterday in order to get it done. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, that, that's incredible. And I mean, I think it does show the superpowers of literally all of our physiology, unlocking those keys to help you be your most optimal self. Absolutely. It's not about Absolutely. fixing anything, right? right? It's about saying, how do I help you get to where you want to go?
2: Absolutely. And I love how you use the word unlocking. That was actually going to be the title of my nah. book. But I said, you know what? I think it's a little overused. So let me use a, a word that actually goes with unlock, but also is my program. So I used activate your ADHD potential because so many individuals with ADHD feel like they never can reach their potential. And I always felt that way growing up. I'm always at that 95% mark or 90% mark and I miss the mark. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's not me trying to be perfect. Yes, that comes with ADHD, but there's so many times I'm like, okay, I'm doing this, I'm training, and then I fall short. Or, mm-hmm. I, I was on a podcast yesterday and said that I remember I was one of the best tennis players on my tennis team. But I yelled at my coach, who was standing on the court, which I told her to get on the court. And I said, Can you get off the court? Was that frowned upon, Brooke? It <laughs> <laughs> was frowned upon. And then the day that I was not around she voted the captains in which clearly I wasn't a captain because of that experience so you know just things like that along the way consistently happened because I was a little impulsive Mm -hmm. and I still am a little impulsive Mm
0: -hmm. yeah and you know you think about what we do when we see so many clients who lack of focus could potentially or lack of follow-through could just be one of the things so looking at that biological piece is huge because it lets them get to that next place but then they have to learn how to live their life based on this new optimized physiology. Right. And so now I think about where you come in, Brooke, with that psychological and social piece. What are some tips that you can give to our listeners saying, okay, your physiology is where it needs to be. What are some things you can do incrementally throughout your day to make it? I'm
2: so better? glad that you mentioned the physiological piece because that's actually where I start in my book. Okay. If you're not physiologically safe in the maslow's hierarchy Mm -hmm, of needs mm -hmm, which i know you guys know um then we need to start there Mm -hmm. um so let's take a look and i reframed the maslow's chart to an adhd hierarchy of needs to make it friendly for people so for those people including myself i can get there and this week has been really trying for the country the world i've been dysregulated so I, I I went back to the hierarchy of needs, and I said, okay, what am I not doing for myself? Am I not eating well? Am I not sleeping? Am I not drinking water? Am I not going outside and taking deep breaths? So I had to go back there instead of trying to produce. I had to mm-hmm. think about like what are the things that I'm not, um, a, uh, I'm not. I can't think of the word right now, but I'm not attending to. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Then once you attend to one of those things, like at a very 1% small level, then it clears up some of the chaos where it gives you the space to work through something. So I'm very into small stops, even though we can get into the ADHD disruption spiral that I talk about in the book, like overwhelm, underwhelm, and everything that comes in between it. And from there, then you brainstorm pretty much everything that's on your mind, because we need to get everything out of our head and onto paper. Mm -hmm. We need to or else it's Mm -hmm. just stuck there. Mm
1: -hmm.
2: And then no decision really that needs to be made and just pick something with the accountability of your friend or coach or, you know, a loved one and just pick something and do the thing. It doesn't matter what it is. Don't prioritize whatever looks good. Just do it right. Make sure it's small. After you do that one thing, you're starting to build momentum. Mm -hmm. So you're starting to feel a little bit better, like, Oh, I put my shoes on for that marathon. Right? So I'm taking some steps. Then from there, While you're taking steps towards everything that you've brainstormed, I want you to learn about your strengths. I want you to learn about your core values. I want you to learn about your motivation, your intrinsic motivation for doing things. So we go through this Y funnel I created to get really clear on the motivation behind doing something. So at that point, week after week, you're working through that 1% action, new actions, and it doesn't matter what order it is in. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you're going to look at that your list and say, do these things actually align with my values, strengths and motivation and my purpose? If they don't, then you could start knocking things off the list and create new goals. And from there, then we work through the time management, because if you're thinking of chipping away at a rock, you know, you again have more space now to actually be productive, to be more organized, to create and, and take on bigger things, So from there, again, I teach skills for procrastination, time blindness, organization, prioritization. And then once you're building that momentum week after week, ideally you're doing this over a 12 week period based on the course and the book, Um, then you're starting to feel more confident. And because you're starting to feel more confident, then you could start delegating because I know that's so hard for individuals with ADHD. So we give you the framework for that. And have those uncomfortable conversations you've been avoiding because that is literally creating so much emotional um, chaos. So let's get rid of those things that you haven't been saying to people or you haven't been like feeling um, confident enough to do and just start feeling like you're empowered again. Mm -hmm. And then after that, you stretch your goals more, you do another brain dump, mind map, and then you... Uh, list out your next three months of goals. So that's where the framework, the 3C activation framework control, consistency, and confidence takes you in the book. And in the book, I start off with the disruptors of ADHD. So people know the psychological piece around why you are overwhelmed with ADHD, why you're underwhelmed with it, ADHD and when you're underwhelmed, how you're seeking dopamine. So one thing that you can do is get an exciting new idea. And once you get that exciting new idea, then you increase your dopamine levels. Right. I mentioned yesterday that ADHD, we can rename it to. um, Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Um, Always attention um, delivered with the help of dopamine. So ADHD, right? Like so that. you're increasing your dopamine levels with that exciting new idea. When you increase your dopamine levels, very often you hyperfocus because you're so excited. Mm-hmm. When you hyperfocus, then you get overwhelmed. Right. <laughs> then you burn, burn out. And from there, you experience um, executive dysfunction, RSD, comparing yourself to others. And then eventually it's complete shutdown. And then the cycle repeats itself yep. because once you shut down and you have those F responses, then you're underwhelmed Mm -hmm, mm and you're looking for that new idea again. So it's just this spiral that it's so hard for people who have unmanaged ADHD or even sometimes with managed ADHD to get out of.
1: Right. Yeah. And even in that, that spiral of, from the downstream of dopamine, phenylethylalanine, both of which we measure. So you look at how that would just become this cycle.
0: Yeah. And I feel like any listeners, if this is your first time tuning into the Wired BioHealth podcast, you picked a good one (laughs) because (laughs) Brooke's work that she does as a coach and what we do at Wired BioHealth, they're just in such lockstep. So my advice to anyone would be, if you're looking at trying to really get a hold of your ADHD, be it diagnosed or suspected mm-hmm. to be diagnosed, um, start with that physiological component. You know, that's what we offer and identify. then identify it and then couple it with what Brooke does through her coaching. Certainly pick up a copy of her book Absolutely, because,
1: I'm, I'm going to,
0: yeah, I mean, behavioral health has got psychological, social and um physiological Um, components um, you know and it's going to take all of these things to help you be your best self yeah so a complete person that's that's absolutely and that's that's all of our goals be it as a practitioner a clinician as a coach um that's why we've gotten into the work that we do so Brooke I can't thank you enough for joining us today and thank you for the work that you do this is such a needed area absolutely um, and I'm so glad that we've got friends like you in this industry who are doing the right thing
1: Glad you, thank you so much for having me. off of the traditional education route, Brooke. Yeah, you're doing your life's I think work. you're doing. Yeah, you're definitely doing your life's work.
2: Yeah, thank you. My stepson, who also has ADHD, believe it or not, I married into an undiagnosed family, and then I said, "You all need to get tested," and they yep. all have ADHD. Yep. And my oldest one said, "If you had to," he's so like insightful. He goes, "If you had to pick your dream job, what would it be?" I said, "I'm doing the it. one I'm doing." Yeah.
1: <laughs> That's a win. That's a
0: win. Awesome. Well, Brooke, thank you so much. And to our listeners, if there's been anything that's been discussed today that you feel like I identify with this or I'm curious to know more, look into both of our podcasts, Brooke's podcast, our podcast, and call the office if you're interested in kind of that testing component. It's 1-888-841-7099. And I'm sure that this is going to be the first of many conversations. So thank you so much, Brooke.
1: Thank you, Brooke. Thank you for having me. Got it.
0: Bye-bye.